Hello, everybody. This is Gosha from Cosmic Agency. Thank you very much, very much for being here with me today. I have several subjects I would like to mention today. First of all, thank you very much, everybody who has joined me in Shane's channel for my first ever live show. It was very interesting. It was very exciting. I was very happy to share all these things with you and with his audience. Thank you, Shane, very much. And thank you, everybody. Thank you very much. So, Yes, the the situation with Varu and the team hasn't changed yet. We haven't heard from them, but I still have a lot of videos, as I always say. But yes, it's true, a lot of videos to come. And also a lot of these updates from my previous chats. Yes, because, you know, we have been doing this with Robert also. You know, we, we want to share all these different little details that we were talking about with Zvaru because they just deserve to be shared. This information shouldn't just stay with me and with, and with him. So, so I'll continue to do these updates videos, even though I don't have the contact with her at the moment. So today I will talk about three things. First of all, I will mention the um, Alkion and Alkion Council and Alkion beings. This is in a system of Pleiades. Okay. And, uh, I will mention Alkion star and the seventh density beings that live there and what relation they have with the 5D Tigat and Pleiadians and Pleiadians in general. So we'll talk about this a little bit, and then I will explain some things that Zvaru mentioned about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Yes, that's right. A long time ago, this was actually my first conversation, uh, one of the first conversations with Zvaru, we talked about that. Okay, so I will get into this. And then in the end, also, I will mention some of the commentaries she made about Sphere Being Alliance and Corey Good. And from that, we'll go into something else a little bit different. So these are the points for today. Let's go. Let's uh, just hit it off. So the first topic is the seven density Alkion beings. Okay. Some of the things I have to read, okay, because I'm not going to remember everything. So as we know, in Tiger, everything outside the earth is in 5D, in the physical material side of the of the universe of the reality but beyond that of course there are other densities and in those densities there are other beings that occupy those densities so one of those beings who occupy the seventh density around pleiades pleiades i never know how to really say this in, in english in spanish it's pleiades but in english pleiades pleiades and Okay, so one of these beings that live in the seventh density are called Yenas. They are beings found in the three planets orbiting the Alkion star in M45 Pleiades. And they are called Yenas. And these three planets are around Alkion are Grande, Wacha, and Rama. And the Yena are subdivided into Grande Yenas, Wacha Yenas, and Ram Yenas. They are very old species, only dwelling in higher realms, mostly 7D. They are ahead, the head, the head and founders of the Alkion Council. And that is the organism that coordinates and sees for the welfare of all the species that live around the nine stars in the Pleiades. When physical, in 5D, they are observed with fair white to light blue skin. 
They are wise and with caring, counseling behavior. Credited to be part of the founding beings and guardians of this universe. They are mostly high vibrational light beings. Yenas as species, species can be found all over the Pleiades, but concentrate in their home star Alkion. So yes, she says when physical. What does it mean when physical? Yeah, because they are mostly in 7D, which is a lighter energy etheric field. This is where they prefer to dwell and to live as their natural home, but they can manifest in a more physical shape if they desire so, because on that level, everything is a manifestation of the consciousness. Everything is easier to manifest, so they can just will themselves to be in existence and they can appear in the 5D world. So that's when she says when physical, they appear as with fair white to light blue skin. They are rare on Earth, so there are not many star seeds that come from that region. I asked, why do they come to Earth at all if they come? The response is, same reason as all the others, to learn, to have a new experience, to fulfill what all higher consciousness desires, more expansion. Also to help, sometimes just by being present there, to teach, to influence in a positive way. So then I asked, why are, are they rare on Earth? They don't like this part of the universe? Why? She says, I do not hold the exact answer to your question, but probably because they are so high in frequency, expansion of consciousness and experience that they benefit little by the experience of being on Earth. And then she explains about, you know, how people say, I'm a star seed, star seed from there, I'm from this place, I'm from that place. What does it mean, actually? There's actually no time, and we're all just the source, the consciousness. So she explains that, you know, it depends or basically on when, where you have spent most of your time, existence, because wherever you go, you pick up the frequency of that place, and it marks you. And that's what she says. Every time you live or even go somewhere, you pick up the frequency. And the more time you are there, the more frequency you pick up. So if your frequency is is congruent, for example, with a place, because they can from there they can see your frequency and what place you are congruent with, it just means you have spent a really long time there. But having said that, no one is ever only from one place in particular. We are a conglomerate. And I really resonated with this because I've always felt this strange conflict in me when, when people were saying, I am the Arcturian or I am Pleiadian, Starseed or whatever. Because for me, I always felt I cannot really identify myself and limit myself to only one species. I don't feel like I am a one species being. I feel myself as just this energy field that is the conglomerate of all kinds of experiences that I have had in the totality of my existence. So I don't know if I can identify myself just with one race. That's, that's how I felt. But now I understand it. It just means where you have spent most of your time or maybe more recent experience. This is just why you, you remember it more. And this is how, why you identify with it more. But in fact, we are a conglomerate. We are a conglomerate and we have lived and, 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 and have experienced all kinds of things in our existence. Now, seven 
7D, in 7D, she's referring to those beings, you are hardly tied up to one place and you are naturally all over the universe. We, we are members, now she's saying about Tigetans, we are members of the same council with the Yenas. We are best friends and share common interests, at least the higher ones. Not so much sports and things like that that Tigetans are so much into. Yes, she's saying here the Tigetans like sport. Main difference between the, the Yena from Alkion and Tigetans is that Tigetans dwell mostly in physicality 5D and Yenas mostly dwell in 7D. This is where they feel more at home. They are like guides for us. We care more about the physical things, incarnated things, and those light beings, not so much so, not only. And ultimately, we are all light beings because we are in all levels at the same time. So uh, the question here is, how does my body look like? How does my body look when seen from within my 7D state? Do I see have a, do I see have a, do I still have a body? And she says, it looks like the perfect manifestation of the exact idea of how you want to look. I ask, really? Sort of manifested mentally? And she says, exactly that. The higher the density and the frequency, the easier you manifest everything, just willing things into existence. They are 7D. That means that they are all the time around you. We all are in 7D and above all the time. As I said, we are multidimensional. We are only using a biological suit to work in this 5D, 3D illusion reality matrix. But you are always several places at the same time. And that's because the several is only an illusion to have an experience. You are there now in 7D. What you call Gosha is only the 3D idea of being, limited, mirrored interpretation of what you really are. Nothing more to add. I don't know if Robert was here, I would ask him if he has anything to contribute. But since I don't have anything more to add and Robert is not here, well, let's continue. I will leave you with those words to feel them inside and contemplate. So now, some time ago, in the beginning, I was, I asked her about, because it was in the time when the Bitcoin was on, was rising and it was really popular and everybody was getting into it. And I, I got some also, and I wanted to know what she thinks about it and where it comes from, because there are many theories about its origin. Even some people were saying it's, it's extraterrestrial. So. I asked her about the Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Also, some people were saying it's from a, it was set up by the CIA. So this is what she's saying. I want to read all this. I'm not going to add anything more because I don't really understand this topic very much myself. And I would never remember to say what she said. Okay. So it's like a story, different steps to this. And by the way, this was, this was revealed to me in a communication a year ago. So probably, maybe, I don't know. Well, the beginning of it is still valid, but now I don't know the situation right now. This is what she's saying. I'm not versed in the inner workings of Bitcoin, but 
What I can tell you is from where it came from and what's around it. It was created by the shadow government, CIA and NSA, with backup from DARPA defense contractors, with the agenda of helping to eliminate cash from the planet. So this was the beginning, but it continues, okay? Just wait, wait. <laughs> it's also a very fast currency, so it can move and earn money for the bankers very fast, even faster than the digital system in use now with the credit systems you know. The banking system is in trouble because the people are starting to wake up, not fast enough though, to the fact that it's all funny money. That is, only ones and zeros typed in the computer screen. So they develop Bitcoin that sounds just great and pulls in all the people who are waking up. Take this as a monetary version of the new age. Also, CIA NSA created to lure people away from the true spiritual freedom and independence. Bitcoin is created with a back door. This means that it does have a remote cutoff switch. In other words, if they see fit, they can leave your money, they can leave you moneyless at their will. And you would have no way of getting, of getting it back. This is using its supposed intractability, intractability at their benefit. So, in a very nasty way, this was a brilliant plan to leave the entire planet cashless. Total monetary control, planet-wide. This, now, its story develops. This was considered as a major threat by the Federation up here. And the UMO, the UMO race, stepped in not long ago and their holographic computers literally obliterated the banking system's digital ones. The UMO now have set up an amount of algorithms controlling Bitcoin, protecting it, and filtering out all the negative aspects of this cryptocurrency, not so crypto. Now, having said that, the cabal, the banking system, also knowing that the control over the monetary system of the entire planet is critical and at stake, moved in with a primitive version of a holographic computer. Primitive but powerful artificial intelligence. The Federation's computers taking information from the UMOs found that this supercomputer is under the Denver airport dump and is known as the Red Queen and or its subsets. This is explained more in the article of Artificial Intelligence. So, now there is a fight between the UMO computers and the Red Queen over the control of Bitcoin. Although the Red Queen is powerful, my latest inquiries on this subject is that the UMO holographic computer systems obliterated again the Red Queen's control over Bitcoin algorithms. You can notice this fight as there are at least two versions of Bitcoin going around, both claiming to be the real Bitcoin. At this point, it's not safe. Or work with it at your own risk. If it serves you, go ahead. It's a tool, but it's far from perfect or safe. This was one year ago. Now I ask her, does what you said about, does what you say about Bitcoin also relate to other cryptocurrencies? As there are over 1000 of them. 
She says, Bitcoin is by far the strongest. We would have to go into each one of them almost one by one. But what I can tell you is that they are all algorithms, although different, basically trying to accomplish the same thing, control the flow of the money. And as you probably know, cryptocurrency appears and disappears almost every day. I mean, new kinds of currency. None are safe. May, may invest in one and next week, that one that appeared to be strong disappears. I'm asking the question. Does me investing a little bit into it make me support the dark agenda? Does it make me link up with the dark frequencies? Do you recommend staying away from it altogether? And she says, okay, I can tell you that investing in anything to do with a normal credit system, the old one, would be far worse than using Bitcoin with regards to what you are saying. Also, the concept of money being bad Okay, it is, but while you are there, you need it. So if you find it useful, use it. Just remember, it has its problems. So this is Varu's take on the situation with Bitcoin, okay? As I said, this was a year ago, so I'm not sure how updated this is. That's it. That's all I have to say about this. Let's continue with the next subject. A year ago, I was also asking, I was, I was doing some analysis of Corey Good situation, of Corey Good information. So in my Spanish channel. So of course, I had to ask her about the sphere being alliance and Corey Good. This is what Shizvaru responded. Sphere being alliance. Hmm, the name is Gaian or human, not from here. Yet, among all those names about alliances running around, it's not that bad. Because she's saying there are all kinds of alliances that we come up with. The spheres, now she's explaining what the spheres mean, because that part is true. The spheres they refer to are spacecraft. When a ship gets too large, it makes more sense to make it in the shape of a sphere, where inside it had multiple levels like an onion, decks, if you may. They are used mainly by the Andromedans, but not only. These Ventiplex, Arcturians, Antarians, and even we use that ship. So the spheres are the biosphere ships around Earth and the solar system. Biosphere, biosphere ships are those really, really big ships where they even have parks and interior natural places. That's why it's called bios, biosphere ship. It's really big. But there is no sphere alliance as such up here. That's just more Ashtar Command, League of Light. And it comes from Gaians, from humans, doing their own interpretations using dubious methods like channeling. Up here... There is only United Federation of Planets and a number of onlookers. The name United Federation of Planets is the exact name used in the series Star Trek. It's there for a reason, to discredit and make people think of the Federation as science fiction only. So I say, why did Corey Good make it up? Is he mind controlled? She says, I do not know how exactly he came to use that name. But there are so many star alliances out there in the internet. In a, in, in a way, yes, good is mind-controlled by beings in the planet, not really outside the planet as they are imprisoned there and hardly can come out, referring to the cabal. 
materials. And he does have links to the three-letter agencies. And some link and cabal and negative ones, the reptilians, dracos, several species, tall whites, and negative grays. So I asked, so there are no blue avians, correct? And Zvaru says, there are many, many, many species. They refer to many of them with different names, and many species may fit into the description of such names. There are many blue avian races. So that's true. There are many blue avian races. But at this point, we know that they are on looking only. They are not interacting directly. So basically, Varu is saying that some of the things that Corey Good said is true. At one point, she even sent us the information that he just published. And she said pretty much almost everything is true what was said there. But there is some also connection with the three-letter agencies and some mind control and that apparently could be. She, she, she doesn't know 100%, so don't, don't quote me on this. Now, I ask, how many species would you say exist only in this qu- quadrant, roughly? She says, intelligent species with the civilization, over 100,000 only in this space quadrant. And without a civilization, the species would be in the tens of billions. Ten, uh, 100,000 species with a civilization, pre-industrial or above. And this came up when we were talking about so much information being given out to people and on the internet and all these alliances and and contactees and the information about the beings and it all can be quite confusing to people. So now I'm going to share with you the part of the conversation when Zvaru actually was was not 100% sure if, if actually giving us more information to share was was helpful or was only adding to the to the existing confusion. And this is what she was saying. This includes me. This includes me adding to the confusion. What the others won't tell you is that the secret is not more information, more documents disclosed. What you need is to heighten your awareness, your consciousness, so you yourself can see what's truth and what's not and what's lies for yourself. You need more awareness. If you have the awareness of a golf ball, your world will be the size of a golf ball. More awareness, more consciousness. And now, if you have the consciousness and awareness of a beach ball, then you will see the world as a beach ball in size, and so on and so forth. So how about planet size, awareness and consciousness, or above? And I say, you are right, Isvaro, we need to raise our perception. That's true. But in some way, the information that you, you might give us does that also. It makes people think. It makes them realize they are just, they are more than just ping pong balls. It can trigger and activate the memories and the perception. It is like receive, it is like receiving the information, but it's, it's, it's receiving it with all your senses. So it, so it expands you on the, on the cellular level. It's more than just information, not just mentally. It is helping us to awaken and transform our cellular being. I was, I was telling her that it's important that she shares with us more information because it's not just mental information that might add to the confusion as she was afraid, but it actually activates us on all different levels. But in such a humble way, she, she, she responded, yet we don't hold all the answers. 
Two ships here, for example, are dedicated science vessels. All have their department dedicated to research. So they are still researching things. They don't have the answers. And I don't want to add to the confusion. What I want is to develop some method to increase people's discernment so they can see and sieve out truth from lies. They must first realize that truth can only come from within themselves, not from exterior authorities validating truth for them. That includes me. That's why you don't really need more data. You need something to classify and use the data already present to interpret that. But then I say, yes, Baru, but we need the correction of the data first, because the data we have to classify and interpret is false. So as you can see, because she continued with giving us information, a lot of information afterwards. So as you can see, her perception of that changed and, and, and she, she, she was convinced afterwards that the information to give us was important. And as she said in one of the articles, it's not just information, it's a weapon. It's the ordinance. So having said that, let's keep learning, keep learning things and keep dismantling the system and the web of matrix lies. Thank you very much for watching. This is it for me today. And let's continue. Let's continue. Thank you very much again. Bye-bye. Until next time. Bye.